Toasties. This is your favorite paranormal podcast, Ghosted, Roasted, and Toasted. I'm Ash. I'm Elena. And I'm Annabelle. Where we explore, investigate, and discuss all of our ghosted adventures while sharing our specially designed cocktail for the night. Come laugh and drink along with us in our misadventures. And And feel feel free to roast us along the way. I'm Annabelle. I'm the one who got us into this shit. I'm Ash. I never wanted to do this shit in the first place. And I'm Elena. I love this shit. Just a quick disclaimer. We are a rated R podcast. If you're uncomfortable with cursing, sexual content, and a dark sense of humor, now is your time to back out. If you are cool with that, then let's jump into today's episode. So this is my mom, Shanda. We call her Annabelle on the podcast. We're both from um, Louisiana. Okay. Yeah, we're Southern girls, but I moved up here for my to get my degree, and then I got a job here in Pocatello, and so it kept me here. Yeah, and then and, and then my husband and I were living in Houston. We owned an Irish bar, and Elena, nice. yeah, and Elena said, uh, "Come visit and come look and." Come stay. So <laughs> we sold our bar and sold our house in Houston and moved to Idaho. Nice. Yeah, Idaho. I don't know anybody who lives in Idaho. That's why they say that it's not a real place. Right. It's safe. Yeah. Have you ever heard that conspiracy theory before? No, I have not. Yeah, so the conspiracy theory is that Idaho isn't a real that you can't like and you can't name one person from Idaho and then there's like they believe it's really just an extension of Utah. It's like a government experiment <laughs> to see if people will really believe the state exists when it doesn't really exist. It's a it's a huge conspiracy. Yeah. That's funny. I've never yeah, I've never I mean I'm not, I guess I'm not surprised. Yeah, I honestly don't know anybody. I don't think <laughs> I've ever known anybody who lives or is from Idaho. Yeah, well now you know too. Mm. Yeah. Or do you? Are we really just an extension of Utah? Hmm. <laughs> so fellow toasties, today we're interviewing Charlie Moss, who is launching a new nine part series called What Happened at Braley Pond. And uh, just to confirm, Charlie, you're, when when is the podcast launching? Uh, it, the first episode is dropping October 15th. Oh, oh October 15th. So two weeks. Yeah, it's like the perfect Halloween setup. Yeah, awesome. So, Charlie, you are formerly an editor and a freelance writer. What made you decide to do a podcast? Um, I, I've always liked podcasting or, you know, listening to podcasts. I When I work. I went full-time freelance. I, uh, when I was working in corporate, uh, this was like right after Serial was released. I was like, I want to do that. And, uh, <laughs> so I, I pitched like a, you know, like, hey, we should do a, a health-based podcast show for this insurance company. And so I, I headed that, I, you know, it was approved. I, I headed that up. And it was, it was kind of cheesy and it didn't last very long. But I really loved the process of it. 
And uh, so, I, you know, I got really into podcasts. And then with this particular podcast, this is my first one. Honestly, um, it started off as an article for The Dirt, which is a, it's an app. It's a camping app, but it's also, they also have a magazine. And I started writing, I, you know, wanted, I was trying to do a Halloween themed, like outdoors article. And I have a friend who is a paranormal investigator and asked him, like, hey, you know, you got any ideas for some, like, campsite-related ghost stories or, like, you know, and he, he said, you should check out Bradley Pond. And so, I, I uh, you know, the more I dug into the, to it, the more interesting it got. I wrote an article, but the article I wrote, um, which this was back in 2018, um, there was so much more to it and I was like man I'm just not doing the story justice and I thought well there's got to be another way to 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 tell this story you know I mean I could write it but and then I I thought well I've got all these audio interviews so uh I could I maybe I could do a podcast and so then I just yeah so the idea took off from there awesome in like three years three years oh my gosh well, I read your I read your article and it was really good and it it kept Thanks. me interested, kept me wanting to know more actually. So I really I really enjoyed the the article. And we'll post a link to the article in our description so our listeners can hear check it out also. But the podcast I listened to the podcast and it I will the first two episodes uh, just enough for us to kind of get a, like the basis of where Charlie was going with this and um, it is really well put together. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. So, do you think you're a skeptic in paranormal? Because, you know, that's what we dabble in is um, ghost hunts and that sort of thing. Are you a skeptic or are you a believer? Um, so, um, I wouldn't say that I'm, I'm not a skeptic. Um, I, I have never, I, I, I don't, I think that, I think that ghosts exist. I've just never come across one that, I never had an experience where I felt like, oh my gosh, I just saw a ghost. Like, I, I don't, no, I have I know people who have, you know, like my sister used to get the creep at this old apartment that I lived in about 20 years ago. Every time she'd come into my apartment, she was like, man, it's creepy in here. Do you not feel that? And I'm like, what? And she's like, it's creepy. This is, I don't like, <laughs> I don't even like staying in here. And it was an old, um, it was an apartment that was, it was for the civil war. The, the building was, and it was, a uh, like, a a quarantine, like it was a medical Ooh. facility during, during the civil war. And so, and apparently in the same apartment, uh, I was dating a girl at the time and, she swears up and down she saw the like a, the ghost of a nurse, like a Civil War nurse in my apartment, like wow. watching me as I slept and tw- like two nights in a row. And I was I, but I never saw it. And I was like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. She was like, she was staring at you, like she was, like hot, like at the foot of your bed just staring. So I've never, you know, so I'm not, no, I'm not a skeptic. I, um, but I need. I feel like I need some evidence, right? Yeah, so I mean, right. if I ever, you know, I mean, even my wife now, she said that she saw a ghost in the, in the house that we're currently living in. When we first moved in, she said she saw a ghost. Um, I, I haven't seen hmm. So we're, before we get too, too de- uh, deep in, in into your story, let me tell you a little story happened to me today. And I even texted Elena <laughs> and I was like, um, so this just happened. I was making my bed and we, we just rent a small house for now until we can get our new house built. And I don't know, I think this house was built in like the forties. So I'm in my bedroom making the bed and um, I had shut the door cause it's a really small bedroom. So to try to fit around the, the bed 
So I shut the door. Well, I guess when I shut it, um, I bumped the lock. It's just got like a little sliding lock on it. And I'm making the bed and all of a sudden I hear like somebody trying to get into the door and I look at the doorknob and it is like somebody's twisting it, trying to get, get in. So I thought, well, maybe it was my son. He, he, um, usually his bedroom is down and downstairs and sometimes he'll come up here. And so I thought, well, okay, it was just Cody. And so I went to open the door and there was nobody there. That's crazy. Yeah, that's, that's really crazy. Yeah. You, I mean, what do you think of? Uh, I don't know to tell you the truth that I, I didn't delve into it too much. I was just like, oh, okay, that happened. So we've, we've, if you, if on our earlier podcast, you'll hear mom said a lot that she feels like Pocatello is kind of like a train station for spirits. They just kind of wander in and out. They yeah. don't really stick around. So she's had some weird things happen in this house, but none of it is consistent things. So like it, and, and if you believe in paranormal, you believe in like a residual type of par- like haunting and that's. A ghost that's kind of bound to that area and they'll do really similar acts all the time like the forks will always be missing or the cabinets will always be open but in this house it's always something different yeah, always that's weird. yeah um so, okay so down to nitty-gritty so tell us a little bit about braley pond so give us like i don't know background don't i don't want to shave away your whole podcast but um what's what what about uh, braley pond okay so let, I'll start. Um, okay, so for, so Bradley Pond is a um, it's a recreational area in the George Washington and Jefferson National Forest uh, in Virginia. It's about thirty minutes outside of Stanton, Virginia, uh, and um, it's the, the the campground. Like when you go there, like it's it's pretty popular. Like when you go there during the day, you know. Um, you know, you'll see people fishing and like swimming and camping and things like that. Um, but it's the things that happen there at night, um, or what people like, they just, you know, they feel like they, there's some sort of presence there or, um, there've been like reports of like, uh, like ghostly figures hovering above the, the pond. There's, you know, some of the stuff I'm like, what, whatever, like, there was something I read where it was like, you know, I heard children laughing Ooh. in the middle of the night. And I was like, well, it's a camping site. You mm-hmm. know, like maybe kids are up. And then somebody else had posted, you know, because I went down a rabbit hole and, you know, went on all these blogs and like these um, message boards and stuff. And yeah. um, somebody was like, oh, I heard horse, horses in the middle of the night, like running, you know, running around or whatever. And I was like, I mean, you're in the National Forest. I don't know. Like, you know, some of the stuff I was like, yeah. I don't know about that, but then, you know, there was reports of, like, a suicide there. The, the, the most the most um, well-known incident that happened there, though, was um, this murder that took place in 2003. Okay, it was uh, a guy in a gang, and he was 19 years old. His name was Christopher Kennedy, and he uh, was a member of a gang, and he was murdered by, like, two of his two of the gang members that were in his gang they thought that he was trying to there are a couple of different theories like he was trying to get out or he was you know going to tell the police something there was also like a rumor of like um that maybe he was uh sleeping with like the gang queen Um, and so he was stabbed multiple times Oh, wow. There, Bradley Pond, and then they dumped his body in the in the, in the pond, and then 
fisherman found it the next morning. And so that was the... That is not what you want to catch when you're fishing. (laughs) No, 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 no. And and that's... So that's the most, you know, um, well-known incident there. Um, There, I think, was another murder around the Braley Pond area a few years earlier. But there's... In that area, there, there was a lot of there were a lot of gang issues in the early two thousands, and that's um, something I go into in my podcast. But, um, when I think Virginia, so, I don't think gangs. I don't think gangs. I think like uh, civil war and reenactments and trees. I honestly just never think about Virginia. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, so, Virginia. <laughs> yeah. So that that um, that was something that was a little surprising to me, I, and I kind of devote not a whole episode, but I, I do devote most like most of an episode to that particular issue because that's the same thing I thought was like rural I mean Stanton itself is a pretty historical city it's been around it's small but it's been around since the 1700s and it's really pretty actually and there's a lot of cool buildings there and stuff Mm. Um, but around like in the Augusta area there's a lot of rural uh, you know land and a lot of the the kids, especially in the early 2000s, uh, there wasn't anything to do. So right. they did a lot of drugs, and they had there was a gang. There was a gang problem because these gangs would feed in from like DC, from the bigger cities. Oh, around, okay, that makes sense. Right, and so. Not to interrupt, but to be fair, yeah. Elena was in a gang when she was in high school. Oh my god. Really? <laughs> no. Well, yeah, my job. Yeah, you said you were in a gang. It was the OCC, right? It's the Oakmont Country Club. <laughs> it's not the same. <laughs> Y'all had little hand signs. Like, OCC, OCC, baby. <laughs> we did some tennis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Oh, but the, the, so the paranormal part of it which I completely forgot to mention, was that six months after Chris Kennedy's murder in 2003, this was in October, a lady named Shay Willis and her friend uh, Chris Pugh go out to Braley Pond because Chris had heard Shay. So Shay is a, a, she's an empath and an energy healer. Mm. And she did, um, back at this time, she doesn't do a lot of paranormal investigation anymore, but uh, you know, years ago she did, and and Chris, she doesn't watch a lot of TV, didn't really keep up with the news, had kind of, had heard about the murder, but Chris, you know, said, hey, I've been hearing all sorts of, like, crazy stuff that's going on at Bradley Pond because of this murder that happened there, all this paranormal stuff, let's go check it out, and so they did, and she, so, you know, something, I guess without going into too much detail, uh, something, something attacked her, like this weird, like, entity, like attached to her back and she couldn't see it oh no and so anyway so you know it freaked her out she's like i never get scared during like you know i I do these things all the time and i've I've never ever been scared she's like but that night i was scared oh wow and they ran out and um a couple other things happened they ran back out and then that was kind of the start of kind of this this series of events that happened with her over the next like six months to a year but um, also, she she has a very I mean, she has some crazy stories about even before then that we that I get into like as far as her family and her paranormal history and mm-hmm. stuff like that. She's mm-hmm. really she's really fascinating, actually. I'm she, excited she, to hear that part. Yeah. 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 So when you started looking into Braley Pond, 
um, and you started collecting your, your information and things like that, were there a lot of paranormal or was it just um, Shay? Were there other people who had paranormal um, experiences or, or felt presence there? Um, so, yes, there were. I mean, not, so the tricky part of it was all the stuff that I read online was just kind of hearsay or it was like, oh, I, it was all, nothing was, like Shay's was the most solid that I found. There were other paranormal investigators who had gone out there and had, didn't have much luck on finding any kind of paranormal events going on. But the more, when I when I really started interviewing people for this podcast, um, I talked to different people who were like, well, I, I would just get these really weird feelings hmm. going there. Like really uneasy, really... Like chicken skin? Evil, but like, it wasn't evil, but it was like... Unsettling. Really unsettling. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it weird because it shouldn't feel like that. It's a campground. It should be relaxing and like relaxing right. and peaceful. And when you're getting that opposite effect, it's mm. kind of weird. Yeah. I'm super excited to listen. Now I feel bad that I actually didn't. I did read the article. I did not get a chance to listen you're to it. You're missing out. I listened for, to oh, I'm, I'm doing it tomorrow, man. Are you kidding me? It's really Tomorrow. Good. It's, it's on like Donkey Kong. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. Um Okay, so our next question uh, has to do with kind of like the dark history, which we've spoken a little bit about. Um, but do you have any hunches, like what might be drawing all these like violent mysteries and crimes to that area? Uh, do you think I, it might be because it's remote? I do. Uh, I can't. So we go into that. I go into that in my podcast. Okay. Oh, okay. So I, don't I, give away yeah, any secrets. Yeah, don't give it away yet. So there, so there, there are a couple of theories, which are really out there, but I love them. Like it, but... The, the reason, I can tell you this. So the reason that the murder happened there was just, honestly, it was because it was remote. Because, I, I mean, I do talk to, um, so one of the guys that was involved in the murder, um, I actually interviewed him quite a bit for this podcast. And so he went into detail about how it happened, what they did, you know, how they lured Chris to Braley Pond. Mm-hmm. And, and I asked him, I was like, why Braley Pond? And he was like, well, it's just, it was because it's remote. You know, okay. um, it's in the middle of a national forest. So, um, yeah, so there there are, as far as the paranormal stuff goes, there are a couple of theories that we talk about that there's, a, so Shay has a theory and then there's a guy named Logan and man, he, he was a character. He, he was one of my favorite interviews because he's just so dramatic Ooh. and so. We know people like that, Ashley. He's just got this. <laughs> Player about, I mean, and you know, some of the stuff I'm like, come on, man, like I don't, uh, uh, you know, I like I, I didn't believe some of the stuff he said, but that is not to say that I, I mean, there was some stuff that I was like, okay, well, that's really interesting. Um, but he's just a, he's just, he was just a really fun interview and a really fun part of the story. But he does, he has a theory too that I kind of go down a rabbit hole with in the, pod, in the podcast about why Rayleigh Pond is this kind of place that people get freaked out about or whatever. I mean, and even like, there were a few people that I talked to that were just like, I can't go there anymore. Like, I can't go really far. But there, 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 and there are reasons why, I mean, that, that we get into in the podcast. But, um, so I derailed a little bit. Sorry. Um, because I did listen to episode. I, I'm not going to give any like of it away, but, uh, but you did mention, and I think you're going to find this super fascinating mom. There, there's been stories of possibly Sasquatch. Now, the reason I'm bringing that Thank up is because you talked about Braley Pond being a national forest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know if you've ever watched Missing 411, uh, Charlie. 
but they talk about how there's hot spots they're kind of what they call them it's like it's like concentrated areas and a lot of them are national parks yeah. where most people go missing which seems to kind of happen at Burley Park um, mm -hmm. and their correlations with Sasquatch spottings and so I don't know, just kind of put the pieces together when you're talking about it being a national forest, it's remote, missing well, people, and I'm like, oh, it's like that, that, that documentary. So, so as he was talking, my brain went to, and you were saying, I, I don't forget the guys, Lucas, no, uh, that you were talking about that had the theories or whatever. No, Logan. Logan. Um, yeah. I thought Sasquatch, but what kept coming into my mind is like, <laughs> this sounds crazy, but like wood nymphs, if you will. Like, yep. what do you say? I don't know. What do you say? So, no, I so I know, I know, yeah, I know where you're going with that. Um, He's like, stop. I, I, <laughs> you gotta, I haven't listened to anything, so I don't know. So I, I will, I will say that it's it's even more fantastical than that. Ooh, that was super exciting. Um, I, and it, it, it completely sent me down a rabbit hole. Um, Something I did mention is there there are there were a couple of events. So there was there was a case of a missing hiker there too that happened. And then there was also a cyclist who was killed during a race. Mm -hmm. And um and and so we do talk about like possibly what could have happened in, in Shay, um so Chris Pugh, the guy that Shay went with, um, he used to live right there, um, at the at Bailey Pond and um, he used to take Bigfoot. Um, castings. Oh my gosh. Ooh. I'm um, so excited. It's like everything we love wrapped into nice Yes. 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 Well, and just to say, we, so we don't, I don't go too far into Bigfoot. I mean, no, I, I, you know, I mentioned a few times, but, but I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, did too. To and these castings and, I mean, um, it's the perception of Sasquatch has really changed throughout the last decade, I believe, because yeah. used to we just thought this big furry hairy man, and now they're thinking more not ghostly but secular. I guess is a better word. Like it's it can morph, it can it can kind yeah, of yeah, almost alien shifty yeah, kind of thing um, yeah. that you could absolutely not see it. So it's like it's kind of this cross between paranormal and and super. What's the word look for? Natural, supernatural. So the two, so two, two things for our listeners out there, um, super crazy about Pocatello, Idaho. One is ISU, the leading, um, the leading professor in the research for Sasquatch is here in Pocatello at ISU. Yeah, I, so I know someone who met him. We'll talk about that later. Oh, interesting. Um, I don't want to derail too much. I don't want to go too much on Sasquatch because that's not what yeah. the podcast no, 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 is no, about. Fine. But, but, just, but I just thought it was really two, interesting. Yeah, and then the FBI office that's here used to do Sasquatch. Yeah. Have, have you listened to the to the podcast um, Wild Thing? No, I haven't yet. Wild Thing. I think I it's, listened to one of them. There's there's two seasons of it, but the first one is all about Bigfoot. Is it? Oh, we'll, we'll look it up. It's, we listen to Sasquatch. Wild Files. Thing. Chronicles. The second one is about the second season is about aliens. Ooh, Ooh. totally. Um, and she, the host, is related to like one of the most. He's he's passed away now but he was like the leading researcher on Sasquatch Krantz I think was the last name I think that's, I think that's, that's the, the professor part. that was here yeah okay but he's now I know three people from Idaho <laughs> right <laughs> yeah he yeah he uh, but she was related to him and so she did this whole like season long investigation in the, in the big flood and then also Astonishing Legends did like a good god like a five part series on Bigfoot yeah there's a lot out they there went, they went 
deep dove into that. Yeah, our favorite Sasquatch Chronicles. I think it's just, we honestly, it's a good podcast all on its own, but the introduction was really, mm-hmm. it just, I, we get so excited. Right. <laughs> well, in Louisiana, we have the Rougarou. Yes, the Rougarou. Yeah, the what? The Rougarou. I don't it's, think I've ever heard of that. Oh, it's kind of like a shape-shifting like a werewolf swamp monster called the Rougarou. My Aunt T.T. used to say, child, you don't get in this house before the light go out. That Rougarou going to get you. That Rougarou going to get you. <laughs> that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, okay. Um, so what's your hope for the podcast, Charlie? Where are you hoping, like, for this to go? Do you have a goal or is it just something that you had to get out your system? You, you just were invested? Uh, it's kind of, there's a couple of different things. Um, it was something that I felt like I needed to do. Like, I just couldn't stop thinking about the story, and I knew that the article wasn't wasn't telling the whole story. And so, you know, there was some hesitation on my part, because I was like, do I really want to do, you know, how much do I want to invest on this as far as my time and my money? Because, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm independent. I mean, so, I, I, you know, so I have a small team. I mean, I have, like, but honestly, it's, like, friends who offer to do the website or do the graphic design on the cheap mm-hmm. um the only you know there's a guy named the guy that did the sound design and um the editing is a guy named mike Tupacock who's up in canada and he he's a like a professional musician and editor and he was the only guy that i didn't know prior to this um who was referred to me by a friend and but he even like i mean this was all just um like so he edited stuff like that um as far but i i mean i wrote you know once i went down the, the rabbit hole i just interviewed and this was during covid too part of it so like uh, when i really decided to to go for it was when we were all in quarantine like when COVID first said well i'm just gonna start because i was gonna go to braley pond a couple of different times and spend you know quite a, a bit of time there as you know yeah, and, I think we all got wife, our greatest ideas in lockdown. Um, yeah. COVID happened, so I just started interviewing a bunch of people over the phone, honestly. And so I just did as many interviews as I could, as much research as I could, and then but I, you know, I, eventually I did go, which which is in the podcast. But I, um, so it was something that I just once I started, I just felt like I couldn't stop. I didn't want to stop. It was kind of my creative outlet. And then, but but there is, you know, it, it is more than just like a paranormal or true crime, like, right. I guess. Like, it really is, the way I like to describe it is it's like, uh, it's kind of this exploratory podcast on, like, what happens after we die. Ooh. And so I, I I think if I want, if there's anything that I want people to take away from it is, is like, to help them maybe, maybe help them with the grieving process a little bit after, like, after, after a loved one dies, like, maybe it'll make them think a little bit about, or make them feel a little better because it's 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 something that when i was doing it i, I was really cautious because chris was a real guy right and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to exploit what happened to him right no. i mean he has people he has loved ones who were still alive and, and kevin kevin robertson is a guy who actually reached out to me after the article was published and said hey i, I was chris kennedy's best friend growing up and i thought that people had forgotten about him Aww. and so i read this article and realized holy shit, like, you're talking about my friend, and became really interested, like, I want to go out to Bailey Pond, I want to see if he's still out there, like, he, he, I, you know, and it's been years, it's been almost 20 years since Chris is dead, and and I think Kevin is still, he's still dealing with it, you know, and so a lot of 
what I wanted to do was at least, you know, and I've had, you know, loved ones who have died and stuff. And so I think it's just this thing that, you know, I just want people to, you know, maybe it makes them feel a little better or something, you know, or at least provides a little bit of comfort uh, in a weird way. Yeah. I think that's kind of my goal. So Ashley wants to know, she texted, she said she'd like to know, um, when Kevin reached out to you, how did it make you feel? Like, were you, you know, I guess for like, you know, it's easy to read these people's names on a piece of paper, but when someone reaches out to you, it kind of reminds you, these are, these were real, real people. I was, well, so he, I was, well, I, I'll say excited. I was um, really interested in talking with him. You know, what I was nervous about was, am I going to piss anybody off? Which, I mean, that, you know can't really help it if I do as long as, you know, because I'm trying to be as respectful as I can. Uh, so I don't mean to sound insensitive about that because I, I really am. Like, yeah, um, I feel like I've taken a lot of care in, into telling the story. But inevitably, I'm sure that there's going to be somebody who may not think it was a good idea. And, that, and that's fine. I have every right to, to, to think that. With Kevin, you know, it was, it, was, it was over email. And so I got to read it and then I kind of digested it for a minute. And I was like... Yeah, I, I, I want to talk. You like, you know, and, and and so you know, we talk on and off. I mean, um, either through Facebook, or we've had a couple phone calls. But yeah, I mean, we've stayed in contact throughout throughout this podcast, and I've stayed in contact with Seth Tinsley as well. We still email back and forth because all the episodes are done. They're, I'm just gonna release them once a week. But so it's been interesting to like kind of get to know these people we know. But yeah. Yeah, Ashley said she'd be super emotional if it was her. So for me, like I would be scared if someone reached out when we were talking about them, but then yeah. super excited to bring them on to the podcast as well, just to get that side of their story to create that engagement. Um, So what a cool thing for him to reach out to you. I think that's exciting for the podcast. That that was really what really motivated me to do the podcast. Like that was the thing that was like, okay, I feel like I should, should do this now. Somebody who I was really nervous about reaching out to was, um, Chris's dad. So I, I talked to him and I procrastinated months on calling him because it's his kid, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't, I didn't know how he was gonna take it. But I mean, he, he interviewed with me and, and talked to me about Chris. And so I thought, well, if, if his dad is okay with it, you know, and I was, I was honest with him about what I was doing and stuff. So I felt like, well, I, you know, if he's okay doing it, then I, I you know, I, that makes me feel better right. about about doing this. And I don't think you have to worry too much about anyone feeling, I mean, I'm sure pe- the people are going to have their opinions, but listening to your episode, you're not, it's not an opinionated podcast. Yeah. It is factual. It is, it is the points that matter, you know? So, um, you were, you were very respectful, at least in the episodes that I listened to. It's very well done. It's very unbiased. It allows you to make your own thing, like thoughts and your opinions and can kind of let your mind wonder and create your own questions. Nice. Well, you know, you talked about, um, some of your crew helping you out, some of your team. Where can um, our followers find your podcast? Uh, so you can find it on um, Apple, Acast, Spotify, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. I have a website that uh, my friend and neighbor, uh, Ashton Lance, created for me. It's uh, com. And there, you know, you can find more information about the podcast. I, we do, we have list my team on there and their bios and 
doing some blog posts and um, and then all the episodes will be on there as well so not only will they be on podcast platforms but they'll be on the website too yeah and what I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure when it comes out we can also we're also going to post a link in our pod- podcast oh, yeah. group just you know share I share the wealth like this is such a good podcast like, I don't want anyone missing out on it yeah <laughs> October 15th right that's the release date that's the release date October 15th yeah yep. first episode Yep, she kind of jumped to the last question, so um, I'm going to go back up again for a second. So in the very beginning yep. of the podcast, the first episode, you speak about that your father had passed, and that was kind of your first, maybe not experience paranormal, because you, you, you're you still kind of like, was it or wasn't it? Um, yeah. Has your opinion about that really kind of changed as you've investigated more into Braley Pond? You know, honestly, it has a little bit. Yeah, because I still don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know. It was a... Uh... You know, when I was, I was 22 when he died, and um, yeah, he lived in Houston, and I lived in Chattanooga, and so and I we weren't terribly close, but we had grown closer over the past you know three or four years before he died, and so you know he, uh, I don't know if it was a dream or not, he I just remember like I was I was in bed and I was asleep, I think. I mean, I was. I was sleeping. But then I just remember, like, him, like, I feel, I remember feeling this tap on my shoulder, and I turned around, and he, it was like him, but it was like him dead, like, in his coffin, like, exactly the way he looks. And I freaked out and screamed and, like, just sweating and, and woke up and sweating, and which sounds like a dream, but at the same time, like, that, 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 t- like, I could still feel that tap. That yeah. tap was real. Yeah, there's fun so, if you don't like a dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, but there's a, you know, there were a lot of different people I talked to about that, that particular incident, and then, like, talking with Shay, who's, like, an empath, who I'd never really, never really, I'd heard of empaths before, but I'd never really talked to, like, energy healers or energy workers. And she, she did, she's like, I don't even know what to call myself, but she's like, I deal with energy. People's energy, uh, location energy, and that was, that was super interesting to me. And so I do, like, I do have this greater appreciation for, you know, like, maybe the things that we can't see mm-hmm. and the things that are kind of unknown. I've always liked that kind of stuff. I mean, you know, like, when I was a kid, it freaked me out. Like, I couldn't watch horror movies at all. But um, after my, that incident with my dad, I, I really kind of got, More I, I got really interested in it. And so it was really cool to talk to all these different people. And so, yeah, I, I, I have changed. I mean, I, you know, I still haven't, I can't say that I've seen a ghost, but I'm much more open to it, you know? And I'm so much more aware of other kind of other, other like paranormal things, Yeah, I guess, if that makes sense. I think like it's a whole other world that's opened up to me, I guess. Yeah, yeah, well, there's so much. I mean, I, I just kind of stuck more on, like, the, the ghostly side of things for a long time, and it's not until, it's been not until, like, the late recent years that I started looking into to more of, the, like, other people's, like, folklore or just superstition, supernatural stuff, uh, that I realized that, like, I, I, I don't know if there's, I don't know how to explain it, but it's almost like it, they kind of all fit together in one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And I find that really, I found that really fascinating. Yeah, and we, yeah, and we, we talk about that too. Like Shay talks a lot about that in my podcast, like how everything's kind of connected. And I was like, I've never really thought about that, you know? Yeah. It's, it's really fascinating. Do you think that you're going to have any future podcasts on anything? You know, I, so I, I, I am, um, I'm, I'm not doing one on my own. Like, well, I, I would like to do another one on my own, but the next project that I'm working on is actually one with a team on the 
the 12 tribes. Um, Colt, you've ever heard of them? No. No, really. they're, I haven't heard of that. They're, they're, so they're from, they originated in Chattanooga, and they had these delis, called the Yellow Deli, and they had these bakeries, and they look like a bunch of hippies. Ashley people. <laughs> and they recruit, like, college kids. Oh, Ashley would have been in. Um, <laughs> yeah, and they, and, and they, they, um, they're really, really super religious, but, like, um, old school Christianity, and I'm talking about like thousands of years, like original Christianity, like primitive. Like and, Snake and, Handling Pentecostals? That's how no, I grew no, up. Like, <laughs> like, like child labor. Uh, oh. Like, there's a lot of like allegations against them for like child labor, and like they don't treat people who are sick, they don't treat them with any kind of medicine because they, mm. they live in these communes and they dress very simply. And there's a lot more to it than that, but that, there's so. Well, now uh, I'm intrigued. Yeah, that's, um, and that's, honestly, we haven't, we're, we're, that's going to be a while before it comes out, but, um, but I do want to do, like, podcasts on my own. I've got some other ideas. I don't know how weird they're going to get. We like weird. um, Weird's a thing. I like weird, too. I'm also a big music person, and so there are a couple of, like, music ideas that I have. Wait, what kind of music? What kind of music? Well, so the one that I'm thinking of, and I, you know, I don't know if I'm going to do this or not, but Athens, Georgia has a really, you know, like R.E.M. and B-52s and all those oh. those bands. Um, oh, they, sure. That's a really cool community. They're about three hours from me. And all the people that, um, not all the people, but all the older folks who live there, like they were there when R.E.M. was there and went to college. And they, um, it's just this really cool community of like all these bands and musicians and the idea that all of these bands sprung up from this little kind of podunk town uh, in Georgia. Something's it's in the been water. written about before and stuff, but I, I, I like, when I've gone there, I've talked to a bunch of different people, and they're all really cool, and they're all like, yeah, I used to, you know, go over to Michael Stipe's apartment or whatever, blah, 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 or we oh. opened up for R.E.M. Like, you know, I don't know if I'm going to do it, but there's there's something about all the people and the stories that you don't hear when when, when you think of R.E.M. or B-52s or, like, these, these big bands that come from Athens. There are all these little stories from all these people who weren't as big, but they had these really fascinating stories. And so it's it's something I've been kind of kicking around for a while. You so, know, it's like it's like this side of the country's version of, I know someone who almost t- dated Ted Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> you, if you're in the Idaho, Utah, Washington area, there's at least one person that you will bump into that knows somebody who almost dated Ted Bundy. Oh, well, thank <laughs> God. Uh, is that is that like it almost only counts in horseshoes, hand grenades, and dating Ted Bundy? Let me ask you this: So, um, if you, have y'all ever heard of the Divot Box? Yes, yes. we love a Divot Box. So, I talk a little bit about the Divot Box and in the, in the in my podcast, but I did an article for Input Magazine about like the whole Divot Box phenomenon online. Mm-hmm. And like you know, because you can you can get them all over the place. Yeah. But um, I've also been really interested in maybe doing some sort of podcast on that too. Because well, I let I, us that know. Was, that was one of the rabbit holes I went down. Yeah. Uh, for this podcast was what the hell is a divot? La- I, last I time we were near a divot box, Elena almost killed me. Yeah, it's a whole weird experience. <laughs> um, 
So we went to the Zach Baggins Haunted yeah. Museum. Yeah. And yeah. they lock you in the room with the Dibbit box. And I'm, I'm, I can, I can have attitude, but I'm not like an angry person. She's an you empath. Know? Anyways. And, and I just got, this is the craziest thing ever, but I was looking at the box and I was just kind of walking around it. And, uh, and I spotted my mom who's like panicking at this point. She's claustrophobic. I'm super claustrophobic. <laughs> But I just had this rage in me that was, like, uncontrollable. And I, like, had a thought where I was like, I want to kill her. And it was the weirdest thing ever. And I looked at her and I was like, i got to get out of this room because I'm, like, violently hating you right now. It was it was weird. But I know there's a lot of gimmicks out there because it kind of became, like, a YouTube sensation. Yeah. That's... I mean... That's really I interesting. I couldn't even go in... Oh, you know, no, you I couldn't even go into the Zach Baggins Museum. Like, I got physically ill while waiting in the line and I got extremely drained and ended up taking a two-hour nap in the car and the minute we left like drove off the property I felt fine yeah tell was it the Stanley did y'all do a podcast on that I you know I thought about doing it but we didn't really investigate anything haunted we just went it was my mom's wedding and so we just were like Let's just do it. So I've considered it, but we the only thing that we really had was the Dybbuk-Bach experience where I'm like, that's very odd. But now you can actually pay to have a private experience in the in the museum um, for like an hour and a half or two hours or something. They lock you in there. I'm like, let's do it. And Elena's like, last time I almost killed you. I'm going to collect that life insurance this time. <laughs> that's what I'm going to have Ashley. So, she got my back. So in January, I have to go to Vegas for work. Charlie, what ends up happening is whenever I travel for work, I tell them where I'm going so I can extend and I make them come out. And, <laughs> yeah. we, and we, we end up making that part of the trip as well and, add, and just adding it to another trip for the year. So I'm going to be in Vegas in January and I think we should do it. Let's do it. We can drive. See if, I can, see if I can get in there this time. Yeah. That I mean, would be I'm, cool. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is that, and I've said this before, this is my concern with doing any podcast with Zach Baggins. He is very protective of his brand. Yeah. He is. Yeah. So we'd have to be very careful and cautious about how we go about it. We'd have to make sure that our humor doesn't come across like mocking and that we're not giving away like any secrets and ruin the experience for the people because he'll shut us down quick. Yeah. If you, if you, uh, Elena, I, I sent you, on Facebook, I sent you a link to the article I wrote about it. Mm -hmm. But they have a media person on the Haunted Museum website. So if you reach out to that media person, telling tell them what you're doing, you know, like give them a heads up. Yeah. They'll probably, you know. At least give me the do's and don'ts. That'll work. Yeah. 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 So they do have a, you know, there is a media contact. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, I'll reach yeah. out to them. Am I am I still super loud and fuzzy? No, I no. did turn you up. I'm not sure. Charlie, can you hear Ashley? Yeah. Okay. Okay, I messed with my sound volumes again. And Charlie, I have a question for you. Yeah. You have a super soothing oh, voice. Oh, no. <laughs> are you single and are you looking to mingle? Because Elena's single <laughs> and she's definitely looking to mingle and I'm really digging your sound vibe. This interview is <laughs> over now. <laughs> Um, no, I'm married. Um, no, he's, he's married. married. Listen, I I was super, as my 11-year-old would say, I felt like my voice was super cringy on every time I listened to it. Like, even now, I can't stand it. Um, and I was really paranoid about the way I sounded narrating the podcast because, I, I, you know, if you listen to your own voice or whatever, and I didn't, um, 
I didn't like the way that it sounded at all. So that makes me feel better. Thank oh. you. And um, no, I'm not single. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> He's a loving marriage. Like Stop trying years. to interfere. Uh, but, you know. Sorry, maybe, Charlie. Maybe I'm just always looking out for my girl. I'm so sorry, Charlie. That's okay. <laughs> you can't. She, you can't tell. She's the one you just can't. No. You can't trust the podcast. That's so funny. Uh, she did this totally earlier too with our sound guy. We posted a video, and she was like texting me. She's like, "Why aren't you?" I'm like, "Stop." <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I understand what you mean, though, about being worried about your your voice. I have a very distinct laugh. And where I work, when I laugh, everybody knows, oh, Ashley's here today. Because it's loud, and it's very distinct, and I hate it. So I was really concerned about me laughing on the podcast. I know some people are going to hate it, and other people love it. I just learned to just, whatever. It is what it is. If you've ever watched The Emperor's New Groove, Yzma, the bad lady, Mm -hmm. that's Ashley's laugh. Yeah. All right, well, we're going to end it on a very awkward note. Thank you, Ashley. I'm always here for the awkwardness. (laughs) Charlie, I really enjoyed it, and I cannot wait. I'm going to start listening tomorrow to the two that you sent us, and then I'm just going to be, like, on edge waiting for the next one. Luckily, we only have to wait until October 15th. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) But then we just did the first episode that week. So October the 15th, we have plans, and then after our plans, we were going to watch Halloween Town, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, all the Halloween towns and Hocus Pocus. Halloween town? Oh, is that a is that a Hallmark? It's, it's a Disney, Disney. <laughs> but we've done Disney, it since she was yeah. a kid. <laughs> Halloween town and Hocus Pocus are like some of our favorites. Uh, my 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 nine year old loves Hocus Pocus. Well, I, I can that. totally relate to your nine year old. <laughs> <laughs> Alright guys, it's Elena, and that just about wraps up our last episode. Make sure that you check out our Facebook group where we post videos, outtakes, and paranormal photos. And that, my friends, was a solid three-star shit show. Cheers Cheers to to that. that!